to the Oxcast. My name's Katie and I'm here with Nat and Orla. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what have you guys got? Uh, today I'm going to be talking about journalism and Jack and the Beanstalk. I've got goats, sharks and mummies. I've got sieges, skates and show of hands. Before we begin, just to let you know, the Oxford Brooks International Poetry Competition is closing on Monday at midnight. Uh, there are two categories. One category is open to anyone, as long as you're above the age of 18, and the other category is for people who speak English as a second language. All you have to do is write a poem. You can enter one or you can enter more. First prize is £1,000 and second prize is £200. Whoa, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's real good. It's £5 to submit a poem and there's a discount of £4 per poem if you're entering more than three. So that's the Oxford Brooks International Poetry Competition closing this coming Monday at midnight. Cool, well let's start with our Oxford fact then, as we usually do. This week the Oxford fact is about Oxford's role during the Civil War. So, during the English Civil War, which was from 1642 to 51, Charles I actually held court in Oxford from the start of the war. He sort of set up his home at Christchurch College and his queen was at Merton. Didn't they have some kind of passage between the two colleges so they could meet each other or something? Oh, really? Maybe that's like a myth, but I think they used to use some kind of passageway system um, so that they could meet safely oh. uh, while they were staying at different colleges. That's interesting, because um, Bonn in Germany that Oxford's twinned with is also was um, the de facto, de facto capital of West Germany. So I wonder if that's why they're twinned, because they are both mm. used to be capitals but aren't anymore. Maybe mm. Grenoble is the same. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it was interesting because the town are actually more on the uh, parliamentarian side than the cavalier side, which you'd think maybe that caused quite a lot of trouble, but the townspeople were actually sort of raking in the money from the court being there, because obviously mm-hmm. the court were mm-hmm. still living the, you know, the courtly life, as it were. There was actually a siege in Oxford, well, actually three sieges, um, from 1644 to 1646, uh, Charles tended to sort of escape Oxford during all of them, and eventually the the keys of the city were handed over during the third siege. Because I think the townspeople were just a bit sick of constantly being at siege when Charles kept escaping. When Oliver Cromwell held power in 1650, he actually became the Chancellor of the University and replaced lots of the heads of the colleges with his supporters. So obviously he thought that quite a lot of people were still supporting the king. Mm. That's the Oxford fact. Cool, well, on to the events for this week then. Um, And I've got a bit of theatre that's happening at Pegasus. Into the Woods is being put on by Ricknick, which is a youth theatre company who've been putting on productions for a number of years now. People might have seen their South Pacific West Side Story or Guys and Dolls. They always do it at the Pegasus. Now, probably a lot of people will know this this story of Into the Woods after last year's film, which was nominated for three Oscars for Meryl Streep Costume and Production Design. Uh, But it's Stephen Sondheim's 1986 musical based on a whole load of the Brothers Grimm fairy tales all rolled into one story. And so you have Cinderella and Jack and the Beanstalk and a prince and a whole load of, like, loads of characters from the stories who all interact with each other. And it looks at what happens after the happily ever afters so maybe they don't all live happily ever after maybe they have some more realistic um unconventional families and relationships 
Um, so yeah, it's uh, Sondheim's musical from 86, which should be good fun. It's on Wednesday to Saturday this week. Tickets cost £9 and £6 concessions. Well, there is a one-off event happening tonight at Waterstones. Uh, actually, at midnight tonight, so sort of tomorrow. Uh, this is the Discworld celebration uh, midnight launch of the last book in the Discworld series. The book's called The Shepherd's Crown, and it's about a teenage witch who has got to save her world, I guess, maybe? I suppose. I'm not really sure. But um, she's called Tiffany, and this is the fifth story that features Tiffany in the series. It's also the 41st title in the Discworld series, um, and it's the last one that's ever going to be written because uh, after um, Pratchett tragically died, his daughter said that there are going to be no more written. No one's going to carry them on. So it's quite an exciting event for all those Discworld fans. Um, you can get there, I think, around 11 or 11.30. Fancy dress is encouraged. Mm-hmm. And there will be things like a Discworld quiz happening and everyone can get their book and things like that. On Pratchett's Facebook page, there's some writing about the story as well, um, which says that the novel is also going to include a devilish smart goat named Mephistopheles, who can count to 20 and use the privy, <laughs> and that the book will make you see the humble garden shed in a whole new light, and that an elderly gentleman's toenail can be used as a powerful fegal weapon. So if those things all make sense to you because you're a big fan, uh, then you'll definitely want to be at this event tonight. I remember lining up for the Harry Potter books in a similar way when they yes. came out. Yep. Down at Borders when that was still there. I went to Blackwell's. Yeah, always fancy dress. So <laughs> make sure make sure you're there. Uh, that's tonight, 11. Well, I suppose start queuing whenever. I mean, it will be raining though, so do bring an umbrella. You can also read on our site uh, a lovely piece that Orla wrote um, when Pratchett did pass away. It's a bit about his life and how um, the uh, stage productions of the Discworld were premiered at the Unicorn Theatre in Abingdon. So if you want to read a bit more about that, then you can also find that in our review section. Yeah, we had a few uh, words sent to us by Stephen Briggs who adapted all of the books uh, for the stage and no doubt he'll be at this launch of Waterstones tonight as well. But a little bit of art for this week, and in fact, going on a little bit longer that people can try and check out over the next few weeks. Um, now, I've picked a few different exhibitions for people to have a look at, and they're all in some way connected to Oxford or inspired by Oxford. So the first is called Streets and Spires, and it's an exhibition of Andrew Manson's artwork, and it's at the Jam Factory. Um, now, he is apparently the resident artist at the Eagle and Child. Oh. I didn't know a pub could have a resident artist, no. but I think that's awesome. He can also be regularly viewed at the Oxford Gallery on High Street. His current exhibition is on important and influential local personalities. So he's had Bill Heiner, um, who used to run the Penultimate Picture Palace and the Moulin Rouge, um, and he now is on uh, BBC Radio Oxford, and he owns the Shark House. Um, he has sat for him as uh, one of the, for one of the portraits. Um, it's going to be a mixture of portraits alongside his paintings of the city and its buildings and spires. And he uses he has a bold use of colour and impressionistic style. That's on at the Jam Factory until the 22nd of September. Uh, they're open 9am to 10pm and that's free. Uh, at the Old Fire Station, there's going to be an exhibition called Hidden Spire on until the 26th of September. Now, Hidden Spire is a project that's been running um, over the past year to bring together 
professional artists and crisis members to put together a theatre piece. Um, now, so over the time of the development of the theatre piece, uh, mixed media artist Nicola Armitage has been observing the sessions and recording bits of audio, bits of video, and putting together a mixed media exhibition on the process. Um, so the exhibition's running at the Old Fire Station until the 26th of September. Again, that's free and it's open 10am to 5pm. And before The Tempest, which is the result of Hidden Spire performance collaboration, will be on from the 17th to the 19th of September, um, at, also at the OFS. So it'd be really nice if you are going to that theatre thing as well to you know, watch, see, see the exhibition either before or after and get a, a much bigger perspective on the whole project. And finally, at the Museum of Oxford, uh, Three Artists in Oxford is the name of the exhibition, and it's Jill Green, Catherine Schock and Bridget Schroer. And these are three different artistic takes on their experiences of being an artist in Oxford, shown at the Museum of Oxford and on until the 14th of September, 10am to 5pm every day. And again, that one's free. If you want something a bit different from art, I spoke to Storm, BA and Helga Hufflecrush from Oxford's roller derby team about injuries and outfits. I was just looking at pictures online and I was just fascinated by the um, outfits you guys wear. They're so fierce. Like, that's the only <laughs> way I think I can sort of describe them. They're incredible. Do you think that that helps with intimidating other teams? We're all really safety conscious uh, what we wear. So we have like helmets, knee pads, elbow pads, uh, mouth guards and wrist guards. Because yeah. um, it's obviously everybody's safety to wear mm -hmm. all this stuff as well as uh, like your own. What's the worst injury you've sustained while playing? Oh, I think I win this one. I dislocated my kneecap and then uh, when I returned six weeks later, I broke my leg. Um, yeah, and I had, I had to have uh, pins on my, uh, well, um, a plate and uh, screws put in my leg. Wow. Yeah, and so I was out for a while, but it's all been removed and I'm stronger and quite harder than ever now. <laughs> Hasn't put you off. No, not at all, not at all. I love it more than ever now. Yeah, I haven't been playing as long as these guys, but, um, and I haven't really had any bad injuries um, until, no, I didn't have a bad injury, but I, I um, bruised some bones in my foot um, a couple of weeks ago. That wasn't even skating. You I just... wasn't even skating. <laughs> <laughs> I was training for skating. Oh. We were doing agility ladders of, you know, out of anything. Um, no, so I've been out for um, a couple of weeks, but hopefully I'll be back soon. Yeah. Injuries happen as they do in any sport, um, yeah. but obviously we take them all really seriously. Yeah. We have first aid trained mm. people and people at the Leisure Centre that we train at are amazing as well and they mm. always help us yeah. when we get injured. All of the ice packs. All of the ice packs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but our outfits, we, um, us as a team are more of like an athletically themed team. Mm -hmm. um, we've just recently got new um, bout tops together. So um, they've got like little blackbirds down the side, so we're all matching and it's really nice. But there are, other, there are other teams that are more kind of like theatrically dressed, yeah. um, that have shorts and hot pants and which stuff. Is, but which we're... is certainly a point where we used to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but I think the more you play, the more you, you dress for like comfort and yeah. actually being able to move and keep mm. manoeuvring and, yeah. and those kinds of things. I couldn't imagine wearing hot pants. I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like, like my leggings. Adjusting them. Or <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, for me it's about playing my best game mm -hmm. and I'll do that wearing whatever makes me feel most comfortable. It's my shirt and my 
leggings. Yeah. Which is not to say there aren't some fabulous leggings out it's, there. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is. <laughs> I saw some leopard leggings. print ones. Oh, yeah. There, there are, are a lot yeah. of jazzy leggings. Rainbows, <laughs> unicorns. Oh, yes. Rainbows, yeah. it's great. Wow. Unicorns <laughs> and robots fighting. <laughs> epic, epic leggings. You can listen to the full interview and find out more about how you can support the team and even take part by listening to the Oxcast Extra. I love their amazing names. Like yeah. They all have some badass nickname. They do, yeah. They all come up with them themselves, but you can mm. listen to the interview for more. Okay. Did cool. you say they had them printed on the side of their helmets? Yeah, I think they put them on the helmets and like on the T-shirts, yeah. Cool. And the T-shirts and stuff. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. They're very cool. If you want to see what other extreme sports are happening in Oxford, check out our events page. Apparently it's National Dog Day today or something, didn't you say? It is, yeah. yeah. So uh, if you want to find some dogs, you can look at our <laughs> pets page. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to make sure that you get it every Wednesday. It's direct to your device. Well, another classic musical is coming to Oxford. West Side Story is going to be on at Matthew Arnold School on Friday until Sunday, 8pm every night. This is being put on by DIY Theatre Company, who I don't know very much about. They're very far, hard to find on the internet. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have a 15-strong orchestra. The director's name is Lizzie McHale, and the music director is Mel Holdershaw. This American musical based on Romeo and Juliet it's set in New York in the mid-50s. It's about two street gangs called the Jets and the Sharks. Uh, but here's some trivia for you, and mainly for Ola, I reckon. See if you can get this, OK? okay. So West Side Story, the film, was the number two box office hit in 1961. But do you oh. know what the first was? 1961? Yeah. No, I don't know. It I'm very was... annoyed. Disney's 101 Dalmatians. So there you go. So that's my West Side Story trivia. Anyway, if you want to catch uh, this interpretation of the musical, it's on at Matthew Arnold School Friday to Sunday. It costs £10 and £5 concession. From star-crossed lovers to starry nights, there are loads of festivals happening this bank holiday weekend. I've just got a few highlights. So there's the big festival, that's right, festival, Mm -hmm. at Alex James's farm in Kingham. And that's from Friday till Sunday. Um, there are still Friday tickets available for £47.25 or £21.15 if you're a teenager and free if you're under 12. And you can see loads of chef demonstrations, including demonstrations from Nathan Outlaw, Richard Burr, who was one of the Bake Off finalists from 2014, Jamie Oliver himself, the Hemsley sisters, DJ Barbecue and Monica Galetti. She's one of the presenters from MasterChef The Professionals. There's also street food, music from Paloma Faith and many other performers. Local producers will have stands there. There are Q&As with the chefs themselves, uh, kids clubs in the form of the Little Dudes Den. Sounds like fun. Lots of arts and crafts, games in the big top and a vintage fun fair. You can also take part in cookery lessons as a family, which sounds great fun. If you want to go to a food festival a bit closer to home, there's the Foodies Festival in South Park from Saturday to Monday, um, and that will only cost you £13 or £11 for concession. And there's just so many theatres <laughs> filled with food. So there's the Chef's <laughs> Theatre, Drinks Theatre, Cocktail Masterclasses, Children's Cookery Theatre, Tasting Theatres, Cake and Bake Theatres, where you can learn to make 3D cake models, Street Food, Wine and Champ Tasting, Beer Theatres, <laughs> Feasting Tents, Vintage Tea Tent, 
and chili food market where there's a chili eating challenge. I would not be good at that. You're not good at that? Mm. No. That would spice? Well, I mean a bit, but really that is not, not my, my thing. I think Nat could do a quantity yeah. food challenge. Yeah, for sure. Maybe Have not they got the one heat? of those? No, but we can suggest it. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. What, what, would, what could you eat the most of? Well, anything. I mean, what do you mean? Well, like, do you think you could eat more pasta than anyone else or more pizza than anyone else or just anything at all? Both of those, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> a less food-focused festival is happening at the Tame Showground at Towsy Festival. You might Woo! have heard it. <laughs> Love Towsy. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, and that's from Friday until Monday. There are tickets available from £90 to £135. Uh, there's also a discount for concessions. Uh, and they've got performers such as Bellowhead, Show of Hands, John Smith, Treacherous Orchestra. They've got lots of tents. Uh, there's a big club, which is a, they describe as an intimate club in a field. Uh, children's activities, dance, drama, uh, lantern tent workshops. Yeah, you have to make a lantern. That's like the Is rule that... of going. Yeah. You have to make a lantern. Every year we made a lantern. It was great. Lots of creative stuff happening. Uh, it's all... Three Horseshoes Pub, which do excellent food. I can highly recommend their burgers. They're delicious. <laughs> if you're not interested in music or food, there's beer. <laughs> uh, there's a beer festival at the Chester Arms, which is happening from Friday until Monday, and it's free. That starts at 5pm. There are beer from 12 different craft breweries from across Oxfordshire, Berkshire and Buckinghamshire, quotes, naughty local ciders, and live acoustic music and food. Their steak platters are intense. I was looking at all the pictures of mm-hmm. their steak. They're massive. Amazing. You can get a pass for £12, which gets you three beers of your choice and a beer glass. They're available from the pub. So that's the big festival uh, from Friday till Sunday, Foodies Festival from Saturday till Monday, Towsy Festival from Friday till Monday, and the Beer Festival from Friday until Monday. Following on from festivals then, if you're looking for something to do just on the bank holiday Monday, I thought I'd round up some things that are going to be happening just on Monday that maybe you can go along with the kids to. Actually, this first one is not too much of a family-friendly <laughs> event. It's the French Night at the General Elliot on Monday at 7.30. So this is going to be a specially designed menu paired with wines uh, from their French-Italian chef. I've been to a tasting like this before. It was for uh, Italian foods and it was really, really good. Um, So this is £35 and you do need to book by Sunday if you want to go along so they know how many uh, dishes to make. Also at the General Elliot on Monday, they're having a family-friendly barbecue. So I hope the weather holds out. Um, That's going to be running all day long. So they're going to have music, games, barbecue, obviously, big selection of beers, Um, So you can just go along, chill out. Maybe you can go before the French night if you want. Anyway, this costs £10 for adults and £6.95 for kids. Some more events to take the kids to then on the bank holiday. At the Pitt Rivers on Monday, there is a trail called All Going on a Summer Holiday. So I guess you can go around the museum and as if it was a kind of trail and you can think about what you might pack and who you might have met on that trip. Obviously, there's loads of things to see and hear and touch and do in the Pit Rivers, so it's a very exciting thing to be able to do. That is running on Monday during the museum's opening hours. Um, All children must be accompanied by an adult for that one, but it is free. Another museum you might want to go to a bit further out on Monday is 
the River and Rowing Museum in Headley-on-Thames, which is which has an Epic Egypt um, series running at the moment that will still be on on Monday. So find out all about ancient Egypt and all the mummies and cool things like that. Epic Egypt is free, uh, but you do need to pay the museum's admission fee, which is 9.50 or 7.50. They're open 10 till 5. Tonight, actually, they're also having a bats night. So if you can make it long tonight, it's a bit short notice, but you can go and uh, try and find some bats with them, which is quite exciting. <laughs> and they've got quite a cute picture of a bat on their website. There is storytelling at Blackwells. This is the last of their children's summer events, so they're all ending on Monday. So if you haven't made it down to any of them, then Monday could be your last chance. Their storyteller will be reading a selection of kids' stories. There's also lots of kids' cinema on Monday. If the weather does continue as it has been the last couple of days, you may want to stay indoors, hold up in a cinema might be a nice thing to do. You could see Cinderella or Spongebob sponge out water at the Odeon or Hotel Transylvania at The View. And lastly, if you fancy some theatre, there is still a chance to see Creations Alice or their As You Like It at LMH. Oliver is still running at the Watermill or, and I really wish I could do this before I leave because this is going to be awesome, but Medieval Mayhem at Warwick Castle mm-hmm. is definitely one to try and get to before it closes in the next couple of months. So that's a lot of options then uh, for you and the kids on Bank Holiday Monday. Now this is sadly Nat's last podcast before Yay. she goes off to study journalism. Actually Nat, you might want to go along to this last event okay. because it's the British Red Cross Lecture for 2015 and it's being held at Corpus Christi College and it's entitled Terrorism from the IRA to Al-Qaeda and ISIL and it's being given by award-winning journalist Peter Taylor. Peter Taylor has been Journalist of the Year, he's won the James Cameron Award and most recently the Royal Television Society's Lifetime Achievement Award for over 40 years in broadcasting. Um, He was uh, one of the faces of covering the troubles and he's made about 10 documentaries um, about Al-Qaeda since 9-11 as well. I think it's going to be a really interesting, contextualised and relevant talk given by Peter Taylor and it's going to, get, it's going to be on, um, on Tuesday from 6.30 at Corpus. Tickets cost £20 and uh, that includes wine and canapes and it's selling out quite quickly. Um, so if you do want to go, uh, you should go to redcross.org.uk slash Corpus Christi to book your tickets. We're going to be sending along our, one of our reviewers to this talk as well, so you can read about the talk um, from Wednesday onwards, and it's, this is part of a lecture series as well, so it might give you some insight into what else will be available and whether you want to go along. And you can read loads of other reviews on Daily Info as well. We've been um, reviewing restaurants and cafes as well as films and theatre and gigs and concerts all over Oxford. If you need a tent check out our other sales page on our website and you can follow us on social media we're on Twitter as Daily Info Oxford we're on Facebook as Daily Info Oxford and you can find us on Instagram as well by searching for Daily Info Oxford. Bye now. Bye. Daily Daily Info Daily, daily, daily info. Daily, daily, daily info. Daily, daily, daily.